do you suppose that Jesus wrote on the ground with his finger the first time he bent down, and then the second time? There might be a clue in the book of Exodus where the author says that it was the finger of God who etched the commandments into the stone tablets that were given to Moses and to the people of God. The commandments we know were the basis of the great covenant, the bond of the divine human friendship, an undeniable relationship between God and God's people. But the people of Israel were unfaithful. They became an adulterous people, some of the prophets proclaimed. And Moses smashed the tablets in anger over the actions of the people. But God was not finished with them. And in a subsequent conversation before Moses dies, God says to Moses, I will write again on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you broke. And God wrote a second time, prompting Isaiah to speak these words from God. I remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago I consider not, for behold, I am doing something new. Generations later, Jesus writes with his finger upon the earth, not once, but twice. It is a sign of divine authorship, a sign of a universal word, a sign that what Jesus is about to do is not only something new, it will be an invitation to enter into the astonishing mercy that God has always shown and that Jesus was about to administer in the presence of all of the people, including the people of the law. It is a terrible thing to be held in sin or to hold another in their sin. The scribes and Pharisees present a woman who had been caught in sin, and they fully intended to hold her there, to refuse to allow her any opportunity for expressing remorse, nor to receive mercy or forgiveness. She was in sin, she would stay in her sin, not because that was her choice, but because it was their choice. We sometimes hear such thinking in conversation. She's doing so well for a former addict. He is making good progress for an ex-convict. And other such references, judgments really, that hold the person who has been caught in sin or failure and made to stand in front of others. If we have been there, we know the pain. If we have said such things, we need to bend down and write a second time in our hearts. We can hold each other in our mistakes. If I cannot let go of your sin, I hold you in it. Or we can let each other go, as Paul says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, namely to live and to allow others to live the way of love. Maybe that's what Jesus is saying in a post-resurrection scene when he says to the disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is to understand forgiveness then, not just as a remission about what is now past, 
but as a remembering of what God has promised for each of us in the future. John Shea says that forgive is two words. It means to allow that the future is a total giving over to a new way of living beyond the past, a giving over for a new way of living beyond the past, to give over to a way of living in love that had been withheld. When Jesus bent down the second time to write on the earth with his finger, he gave the bystanders a moment to ponder his words. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. When he straightened up and said to the woman, where are they? Maybe he was as surprised as she was that they had all walked away. When the finger of the Lord writes on our hearts, we too should be surprised. And so to answer my initial question, what did he write? What does he write? I think he wrote one word, and only one word, mercy. Mercy.